It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Boy, Brad's there. Sure get your feet going in the morning. Anyway, today is June 16th, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Gary. Good to be with you again. All right. My co-host uh, this morning is actually Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning. I heard you had a busy weekend there, Bill. Yeah, this time of the year, it stays busy in the veteran community. Yes, definitely. Now, if you missed last week's show, be sure to listen to it on our archive section on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Last week, we interviewed Glenn Towery, filmmaker, founder, and chairman of the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel. Glenn says America's Pets have a national broadcast channel, but the America's Veterans do not. Did you know that, Bill? Uh, I learned last week that that be the case. <laughs> That's right. Glenn and his team of volunteers are working every day to stop veteran suicides by producing and broadcasting shows nationwide that promotes healing and well-being right into the veterans' homes. They also developed a song called 22 a Day Code Red and is now available online for purchase to the general public for $2.99 and the proceeds go to the veterans, 100% of them, by the way. They also put together crowdfunding, a crowdfunding effort that will begin online June 22nd. To learn more, go to vspchannel.com, and that's V as in Victor, S in Sierra, P as in Papa, channel.com. They need your help and to make this happen. Now, did you know, Bill, that the military or the Purple Heart salutes the Army veterans on their 240th birthday of the U.S. Army? Should I sing happy birthday? Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll save that for the end. But okay. Gary, uh, uh, you know, history tells us that on uh, June 14, 1775, marks the date that the Continental Congress, voting in secret session, reached the momentous decision to establish a Continental Army. Because of the secrecy of the meeting, the records indicated only that the Congress agreed to undertake the raising of 10 companies of riflemen whose enlistment would be for one year only and appointed a committee, including Washington and Shuler, to draft rules and regulations for the government of the Army. Now, let me just digress here. And Washington, I think, should be very clear to everyone. We're talking about General George Washington. But Schuyler, it was Major General Philip Schuyler, who was there to receive the orders from General Washington that he would take command of all forces that were going to be assigned uh, to New York and would carry out the orders of the Continental Congress. So that's uh, a little bit on Washington and Schuyler. 
But until right. then, loosely organized militias and individual patriots bore the brunt of the opposition to British occupation of the colonies. This year, we celebrate 240 years of selfless service to the nation. Selfless service is at the core of what it means to be a soldier, putting the welfare of others ahead of oneself, the willingness of our soldiers to place themselves in harm's way, and to protect our nation's freedoms is what make us the greatest armed forces in the world. The men and women who have made up the U.S. Army have served proudly, faithfully, selflessly for 240 years and remain steadfast in their commitment to protect and defend until today. Wow. You know, here's some numbers. In the 240 years since that it was established of the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Army, it is estimated that more than 1.4 million Americans gave their lives, plus another 1.5 million men and women who were wounded in combat against the enemies of the United States of America. This selfless service and willingness to sacrifice one's own life to defend our nation and the freedoms that all Americans enjoy is what marks those who proudly wear the Purple Heart Medal as a true American patriot. To the U.S. Army, happy birthday. All right. Now, don't forget to visit the American Heroes Radio Archive Library of Radio Shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Let's get to our guest. Today's show, it's called Paving the Way for a Better Future. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Gary, it's my honor to introduce Jeffrey L. Kendrick, who is the executive director of the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training, better known in the acronym of MACBET. Uh, Jeff has been in this position uh, just over a year, April 2014, and he brings a vast knowledge of the uh, MACBET organization. Jeff may be new as the executive director, but he's been around that organization uh, for the past 12 years as the benefits counselor, facility manager, and director of operations. He is an Air Force retiree who served more than 20 years within the information technology field as a member of the United States Air Forces. Now, Jeff... Tours of duty includes his many areas of assignments, which have been in the United Kingdom, Belgium, Italy, Korea, and in the stateside, Nellis Air Force Base near Las Vegas, Nevada, Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland, Warren Air Force Base in Wyoming, and the Charleston Air Force Base in South Carolina. Jeffrey has been entrusted with the continuing the MACBET mission of providing a vast array of comprehensive services to the homeless veteran population. He is spearheading the development of an organizational strategic plan 
which will modernize and combine MACBET's comprehensive program and securing housing for its veterans. Jeff holds an associate degree in information technology from the community college, the Air Force, and a Bachelor of Science from the University of Maryland European Division. Jeff, a hearty welcome to the uh, American Force. Uh, uh, I forgot the name, huh? <laughs> yes, I was drawing that blank. Yeah. American Heroes Network. Welcome, <laughs> and, 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 and Jeff, uh, for the time that you've been around MACFET, you know the history of MACFET, and please uh, tell our left- listening audience what the history of MACFET is all about. Yes, welcome, Jeff. Well, well, thank you, and, and, and welcome to both of you. And, and I know how come you lost the, uh, the your train of thought in terms of the uh, naming the network because you had to read that long, long biography. You just got lost <laughs> in everything, and it just threw you off track. I uh, right. understand why that would happen. You, you but, can, uh, Jeff. <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to I want to thank you both for uh, for allowing me to come on today and and to talk about the MIGVET, uh, Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training, and to talk about an organization that, that is spearheading the uh, the end of veteran homelessness. And, and for me, and I'm sure as for many of your listeners, to equate the word homelessness and veterans in the same sense has got to be kind of shocking. And I, and I know it was very shocking to me, uh, which, which leads to the history of, of MIGVET, which used to be called Maryland Homeless Veterans. Um, we've been now open for 20 years but our, in our inception, we had four founders, all servicemen, who uh, used to get together in Baltimore. By the way, we're located in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, and, and used to get together and play cards and just kind of hang out in, in the Baltimore area. Well, one week, they happened to be down at the Baltimore Inner Harbor, for those that are familiar with, with our city. And uh, they, kept, they were approached by some men who were asking for loose change, and they could tell by their appearance that they were actually homeless and living on the street. I mean, when they talked and, and talked to these gentlemen, they found out that they were they were veterans, had served in the military, and were now homeless and on the streets of, of Baltimore. Well, they just they were shocked and and galvanized and came up with a plan. But of course, to to make the plan actually work, they had to approach the city, Baltimore city government, to ask for a facility, where they said that well, number one, if you gave us a facility, we'd be able to take veterans off the streets. And uh, number two, it would probably help in terms of uh, your, your chamber of commerce, in terms of people being down in, in the Inner Harbor area, which is very heavy tourist attraction. We help take some of the homeless individuals that are there on the streets asking and panhandling and move them out of the area, which would, would cl- kind of clean the, the, I guess, the cosmetic design of the area. The city agreed. Uh, at that time, it was Mayor Kurt Smote agreed to um, a building. And, and to further elaborate on McVeigh's existence, the building that we now occupy used to be at one time the Dixie Cup Factory, Solo Cup Factory. And it was abandoned at that time. The company had moved out into Towson and that different area. So the building was abandoned. Um, and the city agreed to let the four founders of the program uh, let gentlemen come in off the street who were veterans and be housed here. And when I say housed, all they were doing strictly was coming in, having a place to sleep and eat and just get out of the elements. But then, of course, in the daytime, these gentlemen would go back out on the street. So the original history of the McVet was 20 years ago, uh, four gentlemen, four veterans, approached the city with a plan. Uh, a building was awarded to them, uh, which is now the building we've occupied for those 20 years. 
the original 12 men came into this program with just the concept at that time of ending veteran homelessness and not a concept of ending it, just a place for veterans to get on off the street and, and get out of the elements. And that is where we started to where we actually go today. So 20 years ago, abandoned building, which we now occupy, and uh, to even elaborate further, since our original inception, we opened up on Pearl Harbor Day, uh, December 7th, and since that day, we've had 9,000 veterans, men and women, come through our doors. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. That's great, though. That's great. Well, we're going to go ahead and take... Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break, Bill. Yeah. And what we'll do, we'll continue when we come back. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our sponsors and advertiser page to see the businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel. And we'll be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff Kendrick, Executive Director for the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. And, Bill, you had uh, a comment about the location. Yeah, yes, Gary, I, and, and we thank uh, Jeff again for that uh, synopsis of history on on MacBet. Uh, Jeff, uh, you, you've got to talk about the location, how you've expanded, and as I said during the break, uh, whenever I come in the building, uh, if I don't do anything else, I want to get up to the top of the building and look out over the uh, inner harbor there and it's picturesque uh, view from that location and uh, so so tell us about that uh, a little bit about that yeah actually it, and I have to tell you now I used to be up on the fifth floor and I had that panoramic view where I could see uh, <laughs> the skyline of the city the inner harbor could look over towards city hall 
uh, now now the executive director, and somehow you guys got to help me with this. They move me down into the bowels of the building. I have a small window I get to look out of, and it looks into another abandoned building. So I don't know. I, I was upstairs as the director of operations, and I had a great view of the city. But but our central location, we're, we're located about a, a block from City Hall. Uh, we're located on 301 North High Street, which is adjacent to the – there's a brand-new post office that opened up on Fayette Street. And I'm just saying that for people who may be familiar with Baltimore. But what really makes our location so unique is that we are a mere, mere – couple blocks from the, the VA Medical Center. And so it makes it very easy for us to, in terms of the services that we provide for the veterans that come into our program, we have a center location that we're able to make uh, access and quick quick entry to get our guys over to the VA hospital. And the unique thing, and I have to tell you this very quickly about our uniqueness, is McVet provides service for veterans regardless of their character of uh, service discharge. So you can be an honorably discharged veteran or a dishonorably discharged veteran, and we still welcome you into our doors. And we try to make sure that we provide the same type of services for veterans regardless of their character of service. And we're able to do that with our location, which allows us to have quick access to the uh, VA hospital. And also we have Johns Hopkins University, which is right up the street. And we also have the Healthcare for the Homeless, which is a uh, hospital that provides uh, medical services for uh, displaced individuals within the city of Baltimore. So our location is just great in terms of we're right near downtown. Uh, we're right located close to a lot of medical facilities, and uh, it makes it very well. And we're also close to a couple of schools and universities because so, we do provide training for the men and women that come into our program. So couldn't ask for a better location in terms of being able to get around and take uh, advantage of some of the locations within the city. Right, that's what they mean by location, location, location. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. And now you find uh, that a lot of veterans that when they first show up and you march them over to the VA that they haven't never registered with the VA. You find a lot of that? We do. Uh, but, you, of course, you do have to understand that for a lot of veterans that, let's say, have been out on the street for quite a while who weren't even aware that they uh, qualified for VA benefits, that's this true. is their first opportunity to be actually introduced into the system. So uh, we have stories of men who actually served during the Vietnam era who didn't take uh, didn't take advantage of the fact that they had benefits within the VA medical system that they weren't even aware. But of course, when my first position at McVet as a benefits counselor, that that made me aware of the fact that we had men and women who were on the streets of America, served in the military, and surprisingly didn't even really know the definition that they qualified to be a veteran and were able to receive those type of services. So one of the first things we do when the uh, soldier airman, sailor, marine comes through our doors is to make sure we take them quickly to the VA to make sure they get themselves registered. Uh-huh. That's you, you important. Know, uniquely, though, I have to tell you that, that quickly, and, and this is a shocking thing for me, I was not even aware that uh, there was a such thing as veteran homelessness until I actually came through the doors of McVet. My original story consisted of just trying to find employment. I had just retired from the military, uh, separated, was came from overseas. My last duty assignment was in Italy, came back to the States, uh, thinking I was going to go into my chosen field, which was in IT, information systems, and thought that's what I would be. But while I was at a job fair, I happened to meet some people from McVet who offered me uh, to come down and interview for a position. And still not doing the smart thing, like researching the job, knowing exactly where I'm going. Uh, I just showed up for the interview saying, okay, well, this will be a place that I'll be able to be employed for a little while until I find what I thought would be my chosen career. Interviewed, came to work, and just got swept up in the fact that there are men and women who have served just as you and I have, and uh, somehow due to a lot of other, let's say, 
circumstances, ended up being homeless. And, of course, having a place like McVet to correct those ills that put them out on the street and, of course, to return them to society as productive citizens. Um, now, what about families? Uh, you take on the families also? Outstanding question, and, and that is something that, uh, unfortunately for McVet, we are not able to do at this time. Uh, we've got a new board of directors that has been put in place, and we've made some strategic plans. And one of our maps for the future is to provide services for those homeless veterans with families, because if there ever there was an underrepresented segment of the homeless population within the military, it is those veterans who have families. And, of course, at McVet, although we do have a, we have a, we're a 110,000-square-feet building, we wow. have 250, 250 beds for individuals that can stay here from an emergency shelter, transitional housing, and permanent housing. But unfortunately, we do not have any space available for family members. But I can promise you that if you come back to visit us for the next five to six years, we will have that space made available because that is in our plans, and we're actively working to correct those type of things. Now, you're also talking about the, like the, um, uh, you have the female vet maybe with kids. Uh, exactly. And, that- and, uh, Luckily for us here at McVet, though, we do have 18 individual units we have for uh, homeless women who are veterans. And here's a surprising thing. We have 18 units, and at any given time, right now those 18 units are full. But if a woman wants to leave our program tomorrow, having already received all the services that she wanted to receive through the program, I can guarantee you that in less than two days I'll have that unit filled again. There is such underrepresentation for homeless women veterans that that is something that we definitely have to work on. So that is so you brought up two great segments there. What is the most underrepresented portion of the homeless veteran population? I would definitely say that those homeless veterans with families and our women homeless veterans definitely need more services for them. Jeff, this is Bill again. Uh, you know, there's there's two areas here. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't get into as far as MacVet is concerned, is that who you serve, some of which you've mentioned, and the kinds of services that you provide. I, 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 you know, I've always been impressed when I've when I've come to the facility and even beyond the facility uh, to see the kinds of things of uh, these individuals when they come in. You know, uh, Colonel Williams, whom I, uh, Charles Williams, I'm real familiar with. Uh, you know, uh, when when he brought people and he said, look, for the first 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is, we're not going to allow you to get back out on the street because it was those kinds of conditions that brought you here, and we want to get those things corrected. The programs, where they've gone to. I, I also recall Colonel Williams mentioning that in certain uh, businesses, he says, when I walk in there, he says, uh, uh, there are certain things that for the training that we provide those individuals, if I see them in that establishment, I'm hoping that they're there to purchase <laughs> something or they're managing the place and not to work there. I think, you know, it goes a little bit deeper, and, and you know what I'm speaking of. But kind of bring us up to date because Macbeth has had tremendous successes in, in terms of where people have come in and where they ended up, employment, homeowners, families. You know, and 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 how they've improved themselves, uh, education-wise. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, well, let let me take it back a little bit to to explain. I personally think that uh, if a person is homeless, there's got to be a reason why. I don't think people really choose to be homeless. Now, I could be wrong, but there's got to be factors that that would put a person back out on the street where they just, they're just not sheltered and they're not employed. 
what, what we have found at McVet is that the majority of the individuals, veterans that come into our doors, have some type of either uh, uh, substance abuse problem, whether it be a drug addiction or alcoholism, or it could be due to some kind of trauma suffered during battle, could be sexual trauma. Uh, so there's mitigating circumstances that, that put a person out on the street. McVet's goal and aim is to correct those issues first. So we do that through, uh, and, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but the duration of stay at McVet is up to two years. So it's not a quick turnaround. So a person can come through our doors and stay with us for a period of two years before they feel, along with the case manager, we have licensed uh, master-level social workers that are here that are assigned to each man as they come into the program. But what McVet attempts to do first is correct those issues that happened and then were encountered on the street. So we do that through case management. We do that through uh, uh, nightly NA and AA meetings and aftercare groups. Once it's identified what what trauma or what significant issue put a person on the street, we take care of that first. And then once that is corrected, we then set you up with, because we have grants and funding from HUD and the Department of Labor, we're able to send people to school, we're able to put people to work, but first we must take care of those issues. And, and so once those things are corrected and, and well-addressed, then and only then will we put a person to because I guess you really have to look at the fact that you take a person straight off the street and they have trauma or they have some type of issue that put them out on the street turn right around and then say okay well we're just going to house you and put you back out but you have corrected the problem odds are statistically that person's going right back out on the street again so our model is very simple let's correct the issues that put you on the street fix those and then once they're corrected then we're looking at providing you education and training, which we have on-site case cats, case managers here. We have counselors here that will provide and take care of those issues. Then you go back out the street. And you're absolutely right, sir. Once those things are taken care of, we have people that have been employed. Average salary right now is well over $15 for those people we put to work. We've had other people who have come to school and ended up with master's degrees, doctors. Some guys may need just need a GED. But our ultimate goal is to correct the individual and then equip them for whatever it is they're encountering. Make them a tactical citizen like you and I. And that's what we try to do. Definitely. And, you know, when our military come back, there's a large percentage of uh, divorce rates that sends you homeless also. Um, those numbers are pretty high, aren't they? They are. They are. They're, they're quite high. Uh, and, and so you'd be surprised. Like I, I just mentioned 250 beds here. Uh, right now, our population is about 200, but, but, the, but the startling fact is that every day there's a man or woman coming through our doors asking for help. And I would think the fact that you've looked at a veteran, somebody that has served this country, to defend the freedoms that we know and exist today, and to be able to say, okay, we can correct those kind of things, and McVet does that, uh, is very commendable for the men and women that are here, but it's also commendable for the men and women who come through our doors, because I don't believe it's that simple or that easy for a person just to decide they need help and just walk through the door. Willing to surrender um, their, their will, so to speak, so that we can try and correct the things that have been going on. That's right. Now, why don't you give a, everybody, before we go on break, everybody uh, your URL, web address. Yes. Uh, website is uh, www.mcvet.org. And uh, we also have a Facebook page. But if you're happy with the website, which you will find quite a bit of information that gives our location, uh, not only our location, but our operating hours. And it also lists our staff directory, where you'll see most of the staff. We have 47 employees here that you're able to reach out to us either via our email address or give us a call via our telephone number and our extension. 
All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff Kendrick, Executive Director for the Maryland Center of Veterans Education and Training. And Bill, you had a question just before we went on break. Yeah, I, I think, Gary, I just suggest to uh, to Jeff to continue on talking about housing because that piece is so crucial for success, even after folks have been uh, through the uh, the MECVET experience. And, and Jeff, as I recall, uh, you know, that, that, that you do provide some permanent housing there afterwards, but that's only a small amount in terms of the amount of people that come through and the housing is very important in the VA uh, as role in that is so important and so crucial to continue to success. And it is. Um, at McVet, we do have permanent housing, and it's called our SRO, uh, single-room occupancy. And, and even though it is considered permanent housing, uh, to the visual, to the eye, if you were to see it, it's, it's like a small college dorm-style room, but it gives people a little bit more independence. And so for us, we call it permanent housing because, and, and I did not mention that McVet is a very structured program. Uh, we have a military model here, and uh, we have we have curfews, and and you did talk about our our, our what we call our blackout period when a person first gets here, yes. based on Colonel Williams' model of uh, the first thirty days that you're here, you are restricted to the facility, or you go everywhere under escort, similar to being in basic training. You know, we couldn't go home every night, so you have everyone that stays in the in the in the program itself, so they follow the continuum. So once a person gets to what we call phase three, which would be from the emergency shelters phase one transitional housing phase two, and then to the SRO phase three. For those that take that option, 
it, it is permanent housing, but it's not really permanent housing in terms of it gives you a little bit more flexibility in, in terms of most of the people there have education. Or they're, let's say they're going to school or they've got permanent employment, which makes it very difficult to follow guidelines within the program in terms of our structure. But the ultimate goal, of course, is to provide permanent housing to where the person becomes a homeowner, an apartment dweller. And so that is what we try to try to stress and make sure it's done. Now, did you know, for instance, that right now it's estimated that there are uh, between 35,000 and 50,000 homeless veterans on the streets of America as we speak? That's which, which unbelievable. Means, and it tells you that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, there, there is a goal within within the Department of Veteran Affairs to end homelessness in 2015. And uh, between you and I, I'm not pretty sure they're going to get there. Although they have made significant dents in trying to correct the problem, there's still work that needs to be done. Uh, what we have found is that, for instance, there are vouchers, um, HUD vouchers, vouchers, and other things that veterans can get. But what needs to be looked at is the fact that a voucher in the hand does not necessarily fix the problem with the veteran. Um, if the issues and services are not addressed, yes, you can put a person in, in a permanent house and they can be a, 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 a no longer on the streets. But if the services aren't addressed and if their housing is not adequate, we found now that we have people here, for instance, here in Baltimore that have vouchers, but there's not adequate housing for them. So you don't want to just put them in any kind of dwelling. You want to make sure it's something that's, that's livable, that's comfortable, and, of course, it's affordable, and to make sure those things are available. So... But what we do at McVet, once again, is to make sure before that person, even though they have a voucher, and you can be in our program with a voucher, still looking for housing but receiving the services. Once those things are corrected or you go into housing, our goal is to make sure that you don't come back through our doors again. Uh, did I mention we are a, a drug and alcohol-free facility, which means uh, no one is allowed to take drugs or alcohol for the duration of the time they're within our program. And we do random testing to ensure that's being done. We feel that if those things are corrected, that is well on the way to correcting the whole individual as they come into our program. Now, of course, that does not mean that each individual that comes into the program will be successful. It does take a little bit of work to make sure that's being done. But if an individual, let's say, is subjected to a random urinalysis or breathalyzer and, let's say, fails the test, they are discharged from our program, but they are allowed reentry after 90 days. And we found that that model works very, very successful for us. So once again, the ultimate goal, of course, is uh, full-time employment and permanent housing, which we try to do quite well. Statistically, we have shown that uh, out of the 9,000 men and women who have come in our programs since our inception, seven out of ten have been judged to be successful. And and but success is judged in various various degrees. Uh, it could be permanent employment. It could be housing. It may just be reunification with the family. But the ultimate goal, of course, is to ensure the person does not go back out into the street is no longer sleeping in an abandonment or is a person that you see on the corner. And we all see them. The guys that will have the signs there with a uh, homeless vet, uh, can you help me? And kind of attuned to that. You know, I, at, in the beginning, when I first came into McVet, uh, I used to see men and women on the streets with those signs. And I guess I had tunnel vision. Probably a lot of us do that anyway now. But there's a story there that needs to be told or there's a person there that needs to be fixed. And now, of course, I'm much more sensitive and attuned to the needs and desires of the men and women who are on the streets every night. Um, now, Jeff, wh why isn't, why aren't you getting the funding? I mean, are, are they telling you it's this, this, and this, and this, or I mean, are they giving you some idea how you can turn this around? Well, it, it, it's it's basically 
it, it's, it's, well, here's the thing. It, whether you know it or not, there's only one program like this in the United States that you're talking to the guy yes. that has to be working there. You know? <laughs> That's so, correct. So, so, so look at that problem right there in itself. 35 to 50,000 homeless veterans on the streets, but no facilities maybe to provide them the service. We're the only program like this in the United States. And what we found is that, uh, and I can honestly tell you, if we were to 2015 to try to start a program like McVet, we'd probably run into some difficulty. You know, you just have the, the factors have to be right and the times have to be right. And those are the only things that can happen. Now, we've had many other cities that come by. Um, just, just this week, we had people come up from Tampa, the Tampa St. Pete area, where they told me they have a really sizable homeless population who come by and try to say, listen, we're trying to start a program similar to yours. But, of course, in order to do that, you need, number one, uh, a local municipality that is supporting of it. Number two, you need a facility. And number three, you need support of either the staffing and, and the local VA hospitals to provide support for those things. That's so important, Jeff. And, and, and you know, going back to this permanent situation, uh, uh, even with those vouchers, structure is so important. And I think that the VA has moved out into a program now. I don't know the depth of it right now, but they're putting folks out uh, to try to meet those numbers that you mentioned of getting people off the street in uh, locations with vouchers, unsupervised for a period of eight, ten months, I think it is. And I think that that is a prescription for something that's not going to turn out uh, very well because if the structure is not there, we're going to see these people going through that that cycle all over again. Well, and, and I can honestly tell you, I think a lot of times we look for, for statistics. You know, basically, can we end homelessness by a certain date? What's the best way to do that is to get people off the street and house them. And so if that is your ultimate goal, just to be able to provide a shelter for an individual, I think that's attainable if that's what you're really trying to do. But it doesn't fix the problem. Because if those services are not addressed and things aren't taken care of, that person may be housed for months, maybe a year. But before you know it, you look back out on the street, and that guy's right back out on that street corner again with that sign. And I think that's what you're trying to correct. Absolutely. Well, Well, Jeff, you know, uh, the success of MacBet and in the recognition that you uh, that MacBet has uh, locally, nationally, and internationally speaks volumes. But in spite of all of that, there's some certain things that you've got to have, and I think it's the gasoline to keep that uh, operation going. Tell us a little bit about how folks can help, whether through direct monetary uh, contributions, in-kind contributions. I'm still impressed by that location that you have. Maybe it's on the first floor. It's been a while since I've been there. (laughs) With all of the clothing that you have for the men and women that when they go out, they're going to be a professional-looking individual for whatever their pursuits are. So what are the kinds of things that folks can do that can help uh, in terms of keeping this engine going? Well, I guess it would be very easy to say, what, what, is it, what do we need? We need money. Of course we do. <laughs> but, but doesn't everybody, though? Uh, so uh, in, a, in a nutshell, now we have a, a $3.6 million budget annually to run this program. 
Now, within that $3.6 million, and you're looking at, like I said, a 250-bed facility, you still got your, you still got your air conditioning, you got the gas, got electric, your lights, you got to pay all your bills. But what we found is that, of course, and we do get funding from the federal government, but we have to get grants and endowments, and we have to go out and constantly try to raise money to keep this facility going. But what we found is, and what, and what we've been very lucky with is, here in Baltimore, we have very strong support from the veteran service organizations. You know for a fact what the DAV does for us. Yes, the American yes. Legion, the VFW, they're strong, strong supporters. Anytime there's a there's a need or a want, all I've got to do is pick up the phone, make a call or write a letter or go make an appearance at a convention, talk to people, and before you know it, I'm barely back in my office and they have responded. You're right. You talked about the, the business suits. We have a clothing closet here that we have uh, for all of our men and women who are going for job interviews, and they get professionally dressed. And I have to tell you, the suits they wear look much better than the suits that I come to work in. Um, <laughs> we, have, uh, we serve over 400 meals a day. So uh, 400 meals a day, uh, which is really good food because we eat it and we show we have our guests actually partake of that food. But you've got to imagine, where does the money come for to feed everybody here every day? And we're housing people here every day. We also have a day drop-in portion where during the day, between the hours of 8 and 4, men and women who are on the streets and desire just to come in for the day, don't want to be a part of the program, but just would like to come in and get, like, for instance, right now in Baltimore today, it's about 85 degrees. So you've got individuals who might be out on the street who don't want to come in the program, but they want to get out of the elements. So they come into McVet, and they'll stay with us between those hours, um, shower, shave, get a bite to eat watch a little TV, and then when uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, they decide, of course, we're still trying to talk them into coming to the program, they decide to go back out. So we get a lot of people who will come in and donate clothes. We have a huge clothing closet because those men and women who come into the program come in with just the clothes on their back while they're here, and, of course, the drop-ins that come in. So we get a lot of help from all the volunteers that will come in on a daily basis. And I can't tell you the amount of calls that we get every day from people asking, what can we do? What can we do to help you? And is there more? So whenever there's a need, whenever there's something I want, I know I can pick up the phone and just make an ask, and people will respond. So it's good to know that Americans do care about veterans. And, of course, homeless veterans strikes a chord within them, and they are very quick to rally up, try to do assistance wherever needed. Oh, that's good. That's very Gary, good. I must tell you uh, one thing that Jeff mentioned about the uh, – the f- the food that they prepare there at the facility is it, it's uh-huh. outstanding, man. It's it, it's second to none. They've got a kitchen there that, uh, my last recollection, looks like any uh, uh, a hotel kitchen with the, the 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 ranges and the ovens that produce good stuff there, and it, and it, it, it's real what Jeff is saying. That's right. Oh, well, and, and for instance, we've had some of our students come through that actually get licenses and they become they, they get proficient in the culinary arts. We've had a couple of our students, veterans, be sent over to Italy to learn a, Italian cuisine, and uh, they're working in some of the finer restaurants here in Baltimore and some of the finer hotels. Yeah, that's food cool. is good. And in line with the food, we also have an exercise room because if you're eating all that yes. food, you know you've got to work it all off. You know, well, Thanks you know, it's, we, of, of, of <laughs> we end the show, we end the show at noon. We can all show up for lunch. <laughs> Always an open invitation. Always. <laughs> all right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. 
By the way, they are national. Call Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services at 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel. And we'll be right back after my throat clears here. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jeff Kendrick, Executive Director of the Maryland Center of Veterans Education and Training, which is sounding more better and better every time we talk here. It's it's uh, something it's something else. As we when we were on break, you also brought up something about interns. Tell us about those. Those guys are those people that help. Well, out. we uh, we have what what we call as a very unique case for us. Our our social workers, our case managers here, um, have been very fortunate that we have a program with all the local. Uh, colleges and universities here in the area, and I guess I'll name drop a few, but <clears throat> Morgan State, Morgan State University, uh, Bowie State University, Towson State University, University of Maryland, uh, Johns Hopkins University will send actual interns, social work interns, to our facility, and they will work here during a, uh, I, I want to say myself, four-month period where they actually are working live cases with the men and women here in, in, in the program. And the uniqueness of this is that, and I say live cases, is they're actually assigned clients, students within the program, where sometimes an internship can involve maybe you're helping us clean up our files, maybe you're helping us uh, uh, do things, administrative work. But what we find here at, at, at McVet is it's much more better for a person to get their hands, roll up their sleeves, and actually get start to work with the veterans. And what we found is that the majority 
of the social work majors from all these schools are much, much, we are much in demand with them for them to come here and actually work with the veterans within our program. That's fantastic. So now, can I mention tonight before we go too far? And I don't, I don't want to sure. let this slide. But um, we at McVet realize that in the twenty years that we've been here, that of course we have provided service, but we do realize that there, there's got to be things that we have to do because if we're stagnant and just continue to say, let's say, provide services the way that we always have, that then there'll be those veterans out there who will not be served, will be unrepresented, and must still be taken care of. So we've taken great strides now to modernize our program in terms of the services that we provide and who we serve. We put in place now a new board of directors that has come in place and hit the ground running. Uh, they've come up with a new strategic plan, a three- to five-year plan where we want to be in the future. We've had to go out and market ourselves, believe it or not. During our 20-year existence, we've never had a significant fundraiser other than a 5K, 10K race we do annually, but it's more or less a community event. So now what we found is that we want to make ourselves more known nationally because we feel that, okay, if there aren't programs that are serving the homeless veterans in Chicago or in uh, Philadelphia or in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, then why not let people know that if you have a homeless vet and you want that person to return back to your community productive, then send them to McVet. Send them to Baltimore. Let us take that person, bring them through our doors, and I guarantee you, Within the two-year period that they're here, and by the way, the average stay here is between 15 and 18 months, that person comes back to your community, and they're not the same person that you saw in the corner. They're a person that is going to be gainfully employed, uh, housed, and productive. Probably will be a person that will come back to your community and be an asset to the community. And that is what our ultimate goal is, because we just feel that men and women that have served this country deserve so much more. And uh, we, we do that only because, uh, and, and you did mention, of course, Colonel Williams, who was the original executive director, who put forward the mission that we carry on and has pretty much uh, mentored me and mentored many of the people here on staff that we feel that we owe it to the individuals that come through to make sure they get superlative service and to make sure that they do get exactly what we, and I, I tell the staff and I tell the students every time, challenge us. Make sure that we give you exactly what you came in here for, and if we're not, then we'll sit down with the staff, and we'll find out what those services are needed, desired, and so make sure that we can provide them to you. Jeff, if I'm a visitor coming in from Australia or New Zealand or somewhere down the uh, South Pacific, uh, can I get in and get a tour and visit uh, uh, McVet? You most certainly can. In fact, that is what we always feel. And you know for a fact that we talking about it here on the, on, on the phone, on the radio, is one thing, but once you got the visual, once you come in the door and see what we do here, that you're then you're, you're taken. Everybody that comes in here that has an opportunity to see this facility, to see the students, the veterans here, to meet the staff, to see exactly what we do, they just get caught up in it just like we do and find out that there, there could be no better place for them or no better facility. So we are here. We're open 24 hours a day. We're always available. Anybody comes in off the can come in right now and just you know say, hey, I'd like to see your facility take a tour. Somebody on the staff is going to take you around and show you this place and make sure that before you leave here you have a thorough understanding of the services that we provide. That's great. That was great. Now, where do you see yourself in five years? As far as uh, in five I, years, I mm -hmm. yeah, say, let me, let's say that. No, I, I, I think that's a great question, and I can honestly tell you what we'd like to be doing in five years is have permanent housing for homeless veterans with families, and to provide more housing 
for women homeless veterans. So in five years, and we are working on other aspects of way we can expand our program to provide service for those individuals because we do believe that, you know, as quiet as it's kept, uh, a veteran can be getting off the plane right now coming from overseas, a current encounter, and within maybe a matter of years may end up homeless. So I think we're always going to have to provide that kind of service for the individuals, but we just have to make sure we meet their needs and their desires. So five years from now, we probably will still be in business, but what we want to be able to do is meet the needs of those right now that are underrepresented, and that would be homeless veterans with families and women homeless veterans. We need to provide more facilities for them and more services. So that's where we'd like to be in five years. Still doing the same thing we do for the uh, the guys that come through the doors now. Like I said, 250 beds here, open 24 hours a day. A person can come in and do our intake any time of the day or night. We will bring them into our program, process them in, and then get them well on their way to recovery. But what we want to do now is to expand that model to include families and women. All right. And the website is pretty thorough. Uh, it has pictures of the rooms you're talking about and, uh, and the uh, beds, the way they're set up. And it's, pretty, it's a pretty good website. Well, thank you. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a work in progress for us because we don't have a webmaster. So that's it. Everything that you see on our website is done by the staff, and we've got another capable staff person that handles our Facebook page. So we invite people to also check us out on Facebook. I think the word is um, like us on Facebook or be a Facebook friend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, as that, you can tell, I'm not a Facebook person. Wasn't there a link right on the website? I believe there Facebook? is. Yeah. Definitely check it out. It's something that's, again, it's, it's really got me upset that, you know, you're not getting the funding. You have a successful model here, and, uh, you know, it seems like the funding is not coming from the right uh, area. Well, and I believe that, in, in all honesty, it's because right now the, the popular model is housing, housing, housing. Mm-hmm. And we keep saying, yes, we believe in housing, but we believe in the services e- equipped with housing. And so the, look at our model. And I think if a person really sat down and really thought about it, they'd see that you need to fix the individual first before you equip them with housing. And so we, we say, let us fix them and then put them in housing, and they're more, they're more likely to be successful. And that's what we try to do. All right. We only have a couple minutes left. It was a pleasure having you on the show, Jeff. Jeff, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? In closing, for me, it's pretty simple. I I served in the military, uh, like many of your listeners and anyone else, and it it just it, it it upsets me to know that we've got people who have served that are homeless. I I just don't think it's fair to them, you know. And I think that things have to be done to correct those things. I think we owe it to them as Americans to make sure that we. Pull them up, you know, that we, we leave no soldier behind, and we make sure that we take them into context also. So in order to do that, make that. So when you're thinking about a homeless veteran and a place that you'd like to send them or services, we want you to think about McVet. And for anyone in your listening audience that desires to have a, a McVet set up in their city or local community, visit us on our website. Reach out to us. We'd love to see other McVets spring up all around, all around the nation so that we can take care of these men and women so deserving. All right. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Bill? Well, Jeff, thank you very much. So very much for coming and joining joining us today. Thank you for your service to this country, your continued service uh, with MacVet, and 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 the students and residents who uh, have come into MacVet, uh, but uh, have stayed around uh, on a permanent basis or come back when it's called to serve other veterans who are out there in need. It is so valuable, and uh, I, you know I've got so many names that I could. 
call out over there, and, I, and in fairness, I'll probably miss some. But you've got an excellent staff, and uh, the, the, the work goes on. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Well, thank you very much, and you're absolutely right. The uh, staff here is fantastic. They uh, they roll up their sleeves. They care, which is which is something that uh, I guess a lot of companies should should take in context. But we have people here that really care about their fellow man, and that's what they do here. They come in every day, stay, come in early, stay late. They just want to make sure they serve those military men and women who have come through our doors. So you're absolutely right. right. Got a great staff here. All right, thank you. If you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetworkRadio.com. And yes, you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Breathe.